You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Drinks with Johnny Thirsty Thursday podcast. Hope you guys are having a wonderful week and enjoyed this week's guest, Chris Garza. We released that episode on Monday. If you haven't checked it out for whatever reason, go back, check that one out, and then come back here because I'm about to do a follow-up call as I do every Thursday to uh, our guest, see how things have been since I recorded the episode with them. And uh, for me, it's been a great week, had a lot of fun. Uh, as a lot of you guys know, over the weekend earlier, I was able to visit my godson, uh, ran into uh, Kelly Pavlik when I was in Youngstown, Ohio. It was a lot of fun. I met his son, his brother. It's been a great week, uh, and I've had an absolute blast. So um, that's it for me. I've been watching a little bit of wrestling, doing a lot of the same shit I've been doing all, all the time here. But uh, I've, I've really appreciated the feedback on this week's episode with Chris Garza so far. It's been really positive. Uh, not really sure what uh, Chris has heard, so let's give the guy a call and see what he's heard and what, what he felt about the episode so far. Yo. Yo, Chris. How are you doing, brother? Doing good. Just, uh... Recovering from this burrito, I just say not a good decision. Recovering from the burrito that you just ate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wait, wait a minute, wait, wait. Describe this burrito and why you needed a recovery time from it. Uh, I had a bean and cheese burrito. That's my favorite food. But about four months ago, I discovered that you could add extra beans and extra cheese. Wait, wait, wait. From which from which establishment? Miguel's Jr. At Carl's, you mean the like green burrito? You get oh no, uh, uh, Miguel's Jr. It's like oh a Miguel's can. Jr. I know Miguel's yeah. Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you could add beans and cheese to that. So you got extra beans, extra cheese. Yeah, dude, not a good, not, not a good choice, man. <laughs> so you just, <laughs> you know. yeah, so you just chilling at home, recovering from that, then, huh? Pretty much, yeah. I was, uh, I was laying down. We were texting, like, fuck, dude. <laughs> but hey, it, it was worth it. It's always worth it. it tastes so fucking good, man. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I, th- that's a great way to start this uh, Thursday follow-up podcast. Uh, 
But uh, we released this episode with you earlier on in the week. Uh, you were able to make it to the YouTube channel last night, so I know you saw a good amount of the video and heard all the episode. Uh, what, uh, the feedback has been great so far. Um, what are you hearing from your fans about it, if, if anything at all? And uh, what would you think of the episode? I had a good time. Uh, it was... I, mean, I didn't really have any like pre-thought to it, but I mean, any conversation I go into, I just want it to be transparent, real, raw. You know, no, like, I'm not afraid of getting cancer or anything. You know, I just want, like, speak speak from the heart, and then it is what it is. And, like, uh, deal with it as the man. You, mm-hmm. you, Johnny, allowed that to happen. So uh, thank you for listening out and asking uh, great questions to me. And then, yeah, I, I, I've been hearing from the fan base and getting tagged in, in IG stories mm-hmm. that, that they really uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Well, no, you nailed it, though. It was... Uh... Uh, the overwhelming feedback on my end is that it was a very real and honest conversation. Yeah, hey, they they, they use the word interview. I'm not going to use the word interview. It's just you and me getting to know each other a little bit better. I know, I yeah. appreciate yeah. that. Totally, man. I'm, I was honored. It was sick. Yeah, dude. It was a lot of fun. So you're uh, at home in Irvine, you said, right? Uh, I'm in Corona. Not? Corona, that's right. I don't know why I said Irvine. Irvine just popped in my head. I know you're in Corona. I know the, I know, I know the geography of Orange County well enough that I don't know why I said Irvine, but yeah, Corona. So, uh, <laughs> I was, I'm actually out in the, in Pennsylvania right now. So, uh, Oh shit. You're on, you're, you're on va- vacation, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm out and about doing some fun stuff. So, uh, sick uh, man. How, how, uh, fill me in. I've been, I've been gone for a week now. Uh, what, what have I missed out of Orange County? Let's see, yesterday, actually in Corona, literally in Corona off Main Street, uh, Corona has its own airport, and uh, so I, I always see small planes fly over my house like daily, but apparently one did uh, a surviving uh, crash landing on the, air, uh, on, on, on the freeway. What? On the 91 freeway, there, and there's video of it. That happened caught- well, in this last week, I missed that, okay. Someone had yeah, to like, do an emergency landing on the 91 freeway? Yeah, dude, it was fucking nuts. I remember I was driving, I think I was driving to the gym, like early early in the morning. I'm like, what is that black cloud? Well, I, I, obviously there's a fucking fire somewhere in Corona. But then, uh, yeah, someone, someone tagged me saying there was a, yeah, uh, like a crash landing. And, and, and a pilot, uh, I mean, you're talking like top tier pilot, dude. Like his landing was literally like the best case scenario he landed in between two cars and then to avoid the other cars around him he <laughs> crash landed his way to like the right it Whoa. was it, it, it was fucking nuts i mean i don't know that top top to your pilot dude so obviously the way we're talking about it, i i could assume everyone was okay no, there was uh, yes no fatalities wow no that it's, it's is, uh, yeah, uh, wow yeah. that's lucky too man God. i mean obviously top tier pilot but it's got to be some luck involved in that i would imagine Oh, totally. I mean, yeah, like, apparently he was saying it was like engine failure and he knew what to do. Wow. 91. So, I mean, I, I, I get out to the 91 usually when I'm, uh, I don't know, probably going towards the desert or uh, maybe Angel Stadium or something along that line. Do you know exact where whereabouts on the 91? Oh, it's literally in, in Corona. Oh, okay. So like, oh, like right there then. Yeah, Shit. it was like literally on like, it, like, he like crashed right on like the main street. Uh, off ramp. Uh, so, but basically, if, if you're going to showcase and right, turn, yeah. 
in Tumane. Like that's right where he, oh, he crashed. I've, I've been on that part of that freeway many times. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> nuts, dude. It's fucking nuts, man. That's wild. What kind of what kind of plane was this? Obviously, uh, a private private jet of some kind. Private yeah, plane, yeah. Private, smaller. It's a it's a Corona Airport, so I mean, it's just constantly like you know smaller planes flying over like my like house and and in the city. So it's just a, a bunch of uh, small. Uh, small and private aircraft, not not like nothing commercial. It's just like a one to two seater airplanes. Wow. Well, thankfully that so guy that, was prepared and knew what to do in that situation, and no one got hurt. But that's a uh, that's some, uh, I wasn't I wasn't sure what I was expecting when I asked you that question. When I missed out in Orange County, I was like, uh, maybe, another, <laughs> maybe a couple bean and cheese burritos, some waves, something like that. It's like, no, no, there was an emergency plane had to land on the 91 freeway. That was not what I was expecting from that answer, Chris. Dude, like I, I, I should. I literally just got the uh, the video right right before you called me. Jeez. I was like, damn, that that's what that fucking fire was. Holy shit! Wild. Well, again, I'm glad everyone's good. But something else I know happened in Orange County was uh, an episode dropped from the Garza podcast. Uh, I saw some clips. I haven't uh, had a chance to listen to the episode yet, but I saw that you were with somebody known as the Slay Squad. Is that correct? Yes, Slay Squad. That's actually the uh, band shirt I was wearing when uh, when we were hang- hanging out. That's right. That's right. So, w- can you tell me a little bit about this group? And uh, you know, the, from the uh, uh, it looked like some rad dudes. Probably got a pretty interesting story. It seemed from uh, some of the clip outs I saw um, on social media. So, walk me through that a little bit. Cool. Yeah. So this band's called Slay Squad. They're actually from the Inland Empire. Uh, they're from a small town called. Rialto and they've, you know, they played shows out there. Uh, you know, they're playing, you know, chain reaction. They're playing, uh, they, they've been shows to showcase that they, they came up around the same time, but they, uh, they combined hip hop, rap, trap metal with like hard core breakdowns. Wow. And they've, they just, you know, like you can't really man manufacture that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. they are those guys. Like, I mean, they, they grew up with the you know underground hip hop scene and the underground hardcore scene, so they just basically just combined their their two worlds. And ever since I seen them, I've just fucking fell in love with them. So anytime I, I could say their band name or wear their shirt when I have an opportunity to be in front of a camera, I mean, I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to push that band as much as much as I can. And it's really refreshing to come across people that are super authentic and and believe in themselves and they and not be desperate and that's so fascinating when bands come out they get the they get the record deals that they're getting these offers and they're not signing shit because they they're just that they know who they are and they want that fucking sick offer mm. dude that's you're you're intriguing me i have not heard their music and definitely when we get off the phone here i'm gonna have to listen to some slay squad um because that that uh, that combination of of uh, music w- isn't something that I hear much of. Um, uh, I think there was a wasn't there a band called Horror that kind of did that for a minute. Um, Horror. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were really good. We had them out on a couple of shows uh, back in the day when Avenged Sevenfold used to play concerts. Uh, but um, they were there. They were out with us for for some shows. They were they were a fucking awesome band. Sick, yeah. I, I've been hearing good things about about that that band too. I think they're actually they just to get off the tour of Slipknot or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, 
I wonder, uh, do you know anything about horror? And, uh, I, I only ask that just to say, do, do you think that they're uh, pretty similar? Or or are you, are, are you not familiar with horror as much as I'm not familiar with Slay Squad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. It's like I keep hearing this. I keep seeing a logo and I keep hearing the uh, band name. It's like H with, with, uh, the six, with nines six, in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nines. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they, they were they were a rad band. I watched them a couple of times when they were, when when we were out with them. I thought they had something really cool. Um, and then uh, you know, listened to them a few times. You know, in passing, said hi a couple of times, introduced myself, I think, or they introduced themselves. I don't know. This was years ago, but it was oh, a, <laughs> it was a lot of. I mean, they were they were great dudes and uh, great guests to to be on the shows. But uh, I wonder if it's similar. I'll let you know if it's similar after I listen to Slay, uh, some Slay Squad. How did? Yeah, they, I did. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I listened to that first track on Spotify. You know, number one being that that's the track. That's the track. I'll check that out. But uh, what about the uh, their story uh, that you guys covered, probably on the Garza podcast? I assume. Um, what what can some of our listeners over here at Drinks with Johnny find um, in, in that latest episode? So, I actually the the clip that you're talking about is actually like one of my favorite parts is that um that song beam is what really fascinated me with, with that band and it's, you know sometimes you, you hear a part of a song and like a, a section of it would just stay with you like you're like driving and it's just this fucking that that part mm-hmm. it's just it's just a fucking like you know earworm it's just there i'm like damn what is and he he was saying something that was like he's saying something there like that's like He's saying some shit right there. So I, I asked, they, they have two singers. I asked uh, one, one of the singers, like, like, like you come in with the first verse, what are you saying there? And then he went into the story, like how uh, he grew up without a dad. And it was just, he has a little brother and his mom. And then he found out that his dad was trying to contact him when he was 17, 18. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, he found out that he was shot and killed. Oh, fuck. And uh, basically ends with uh, Brahim kind of crying. Damn, <laughs> it was it was it was like it, it was super. And that's, it was a very like that's intense the moment in the song, and and uh, and it just uh, is real life, huh? Yeah, he uh, he says, and I'm I'm, I'm probably gonna get a but- butcher because I'm, I'm not a singer, but he says, if I ran into my pop's killer, I'd beam him, which beam him means shoot. Wow, I was like, damn, that's fucking yeah, shit, it's hard. Yeah. Shit, I can only imagine. That makes me uh, makes me uh, really appreciate the life that I've lived. You know, <laughs> so you, hear oh, story, same. you hear stories like that of uh, of some of some shit of some upbringing, and and uh, it really puts some of your own uh, problems and quotations into uh, a certain perspective, right? Totally. Yeah, I try not to like. I try not to feel sorry for. It for myself it's funny like if i do have bad days i i still i still so stupid having them sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like man i mean i got food water i have my my legs and arms are working dude i i just can't i i just don't really have bad days really yeah not in comparison you know, like, yeah it's not in, in the grand scheme of scheme of, scheme of the world rather if i could get it out yeah it's totally it, it is also interesting though because it, it's kind of a fine line because on one hand you know, you know, things aren't as bad as it can be, and you're grateful for that, obviously. On the other hand, uh, everyone's perspective is their own, and uh, you know, some things do seem insurmountable. 
um, whether whether they are to uh, to the outsider, but to the person living that time, it's like, oh shit, that, that's bad for them, you know. And you want to be sensitive that to that too at the same time. Totally, yeah. I think uh, you hear people say like, you know, the the worst thing that's happened to you is the worst thing that's happened to you, you know. So I kind of like if I'm talking to someone and maybe they. I, they maybe not. I know they probably can't handle like a maybe rawness style that I like to talk to you. Like kind of like lean back and I like, don't. I don't get too brutal sometimes because you know I know they, they probably you know had a certain upbringing. So I try not not, not to get too too deep with some people. No, I mean yeah, it, it, it's good to get deep sometimes. You know, let let totally. let, let them let them dictate the conversation so you don't pry too much uh, in that sure. sense. But if someone's willing to to uh, speak about uh, their problems or what, what, what they're, what they're dealing with. Um, I love that. Sometimes you let them do that because that's, that's, that's their outlet. That's their venting. You know, that's a lot of people pay, pay good money to a therapist to, to do that in a lot of respects. Right. Um, I know. Yeah. But you know, if you're a friend, you want to reach out and help someone like that. Or, you know, there's a lot of other facilities if we're going to uh, a more serious side of that. But yeah, it's, I just, I'm, I just bring all that up to point out that, uh, be gr- that we should all be grateful, um, people like you, myself, um, and others who are in a good position, um, and understand that uh, the little shit isn't that big of a deal sometimes, and that uh, the and then on the other side, also um, be be kind and try and put yourself in somebody else else's shoes too, and somebody else's perspective because you know if if they're like freaking out about something that seems so small to you, um, you know. It, to them, they have, they have the certain way that they were raised a certain way that, you know, they, a different walk of life than you did. And, you know, it might seem smaller, silly to you, but to them, it's everything. So, you know, you go, you want to, in as a, as a good person, you want to, you want to, uh, understand that and, and try and put yourself in that perspective and be like, well, if I hadn't done the things I had, would I freak out about that little thing too? And it's like, you probably would, you know, and, all you can do now is try and give them your perspective a little bit, you know, uh, let them, let them figure it out and, uh, and, and do what they can. And, and, but, and it's going to take it, it's going to take time to allow, uh, perspectives to sink in. Right. It's, it's that whole, it's that whole adage I've already said is putting your, putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. But it's, I think, I think that term gets thrown around a little too easily and people don't actually think about what it means. You know yes, what I mean? And agreed. it's like, it's like, well, no, it really means like everybody's yes. Uh, you know, try and put yourself in their shoes, try and put yourself in their, pers- in their perspective. But also there's the reason why that's a term is because you, everyone has their own perspective and they only have one, you know what I mean? Like they can't, they can't possibly have somebody else's perspective because that is one of the, that's as, as unique as a fingerprint. Wow, that's true. You're right. I mean, they only have one perspective. It's theirs. Right. And no matter right, wrong, indifferent, all all of those things, it's it's your own perspective. That's that's and, you know, and you hope that you your own perspective continues to change and grow and you're open minded enough to grow with it. You know, that's you know, you hope that you're not one of the people that have a perspective that has a bit of blinders on it. But I feel like if you're open to learning about other people's perspective, it also helps your own. See. Yeah, 
To- totally. I mean, I, I know. Hey, man, I just, woke from, I just woke up from a nap out here, and I just went right into that. I don't, I don't know how we got to that part of the conversation. <laughs> Dude, that is sick. Dude, same. I, I was like, yeah, I was just like kind of like re- recovering. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm like borderline falling asleep right now. And now we just went straight in, dude, of life. That's what's up. Hey man, I'm I'm dead I'm dead sober right now too. We still went down that line. I don't I don't know. That, that I enjoy that. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of that one time on tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Congrats, man! <laughs> yeah, you, what, you're, you're like you're, you're like four months in, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just meant I just meant the fact of going into something deep and perspective like that in the middle of, of a phone conversation and uh, a podcast. I was just thinking, like, wow, I'm I'm not even high, and I just I just went in, <laughs> and it, I just went into that. You know? <laughs> oh my god, am I, am I sober right now? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah totally man. but it's all real shit you know and back to our uh our previous conversation uh i i do think it's good to uh you know part of what what you do in your podcast what i do in my podcast is is opening people's minds to that other perspective and showing that you know guys and bands like yourself like mine you know um uh, varying walks of life uh have different uh, uh opinions and perspectives but it's good to uh, share that we're all people and, and raw and real as well. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's truly amazing, which is fascinating to me. Like uh, what happens when people start talking, you ask me a question, all you got to do, dude, is let them complete their thought. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really try to let people do that. Cause, cause I know that, it, you know, people do that with me all the time. Like, well, you know, you'll be in like either a casual conversation with a friend or a family member, and then it gets a little bit more deep, and you're about to say something extremely vulnerable and deep, but then they they come in too, too soon, then that thought process stops, and therefore the feeling stops, and then you kind of really can't go back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that, if, that, if, if that makes sense. Totally does. I think just, I think that's part of, what you just described is not just not only podcasting, just ha- just conversing. I think, I think it's best for us all to sometimes, um, when we're ready and you know and and can, to listen to who you're talking to as well. You know, if you're going to ask a question in a conversation, don't just do it. You know, staring at them, waiting for your opportunity to say something else, because then you're not actually listening to what they what they have to say, right? So just exactly and be you know open your ears and. And have a real conversation. That's that's really the bottom line. Totally. How how old are you, Johnny? 
I am fuck. I had to think about it. I'm 37. <laughs> I'm gonna be 38. I'm gonna be 38 soon. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, okay. I feel like I feel like uh, Paul Rudd in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I don't know. I don't really keep t- track of time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cool. Yeah. So 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 we're around we're around the same age. 36. So I I mean my you know early 30s to mid 30s now. I'm like it's just like damn. There's so much I don't know about. So I I really ask questions because I mean. Most of the time, generally, I do feel like an idiot. It's just like, damn, I'm asking a question because I don't know. So I'm asking like these, you know, I'll ask questions about these young up and coming bands because, you know, I'm technically an older band. So just getting like, you know, like, like we were saying earlier, we're talking about like perspective, get their perspective. You know, what's it like being a younger band coming up? What what are you doing? What, what are you guys doing that's like working for you guys? And it's sitting back and it's your brain just shutting your brain up and listening to what so what what would they have to say with like a, a open mind mm-hmm. it's been it's been life-changing dude I, could, I i couldn't have said it better it is it is interesting to to walk down that line asking those questions and um you're right and it, it, it i just had one more on uh on that note you mentioned uh you said uh, being one of the older bands, quote unquote, band, you know, like in realizing it. How has that been? Because, uh, yeah, uh, you're, we're about the same age and it, it comes to a time, you know, uh, the, the guys that are older than us will laugh at us and the ones that are younger with us will go, oh, shit. Um, but like, yeah, it, it's about this time, your late 30s, early 40s, when you kind of re- in this industry when you kind of realize you're like, oh, we're not really the new hip thing anymore yeah because <laughs> it, it's it just crazy happens, huh? like, yeah in whatever scene too when i say young hip thing i'm not talking about just being a top 40 band or anything like that like a lot of people might think i mean i mean like whatever that perspective is whatever that whatever that level is you know it's just you're you're looking down and uh, not looking down but you're looking uh, at the the new up-and-coming bands and going like oh shit like i'm I'm at this point where when I was coming up like them in my early twenties or teens, I was looking at somebody who was, you know, 38 years old going, Holy shit. They've been doing this for how long? Oh my God. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you, know, you don't think it's, it's funny. Cause I don't know about you. That's why I asked the question for me. I never thought of that until very recently. I looked back and I'm like, Oh shit. Fucking 38. That's weird. It is. <laughs> have you i mean is that something that you like like uh is that something that you're feeling right now is you know now that you're 36 about to get back out on the road you got a single coming out um uh at the at, was it at the end of this month or is it the beginning of next month yes uh begin, uh end of this month on the 31st the so 31st. less than three weeks away yeah right so you guys about to drop that you're still you know obviously you're still doing your thing you're creating new and inci- and exciting music but it's not from your 20 year old self anymore. I mean, what, what, we're talking about perspectives and shit. Like, how, how are you feeling about that? My perspective is definitely, uh, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. It goes back to it's so much. I don't know. You know, it, it is, it is weird being like the, you know, older band again, guess like experienced band and some, someone outside, someone outside your circle always will, will tell you, Oh man, you, you have a career holy shit you're like whoa oh yeah i guess we have a we're on we're we have a career and we still have have a a career left you know it's uh so that just it's just 
maintaining my open mind has been uh, a trip, especially with a band like Suicide Sport. We are, we are a very, uh, you could say, special case. Like, I mean, you're, you're talking. I, I feel I do feel weird talking about myself, but it's you're talking a band that's taken so many risks. I mean, we're, we're talking if. I mean, you could hit me from what I'm about to say, but it's true. Like, we've taken more risks in Suicide Sons more than any other band or genre combined. And it's just, it's, we always try to do something first. We always try some something new. And you fall on your face publicly. Uh, the headlines come out that, you know, your record sold this much and you're shot. And you, there's thousands of comments saying that you're done. And then... And then, and then you you lose pat then you lose band members you lose your best friends I and mean, you all, all these things that we've, we've had we've had the band taken away from us m- multiple times so but by the time covid hit like for us it was speaking for us i know i understand like a lot of people lost their jobs and it was pretty tragic but for us it was a walk in a park it was like oh like we've We've lost a band before. Or we we know what it's like to step back a little bit. This is easy. So that so bands kind of took over like like this, and the world. But as we were saying earlier, they their worst experience is their worst experience. But ours is pretty. Yeah, we went through some real, real lows, and to come back from all that, it's just there's so much learning. So much learning, and now and now we're kind of getting back. There's like this, this resurgence of the genre, and mm-hmm. I guess you could say us and. And then we're still learning, and there's things are clicking, and that that wouldn't have happened if we didn't have the perspective and experience of a losing or of of starting over or taking a risk and then failing and failing and failing at this, and then when you fail, you learn. Like you have like you have this fucking toolbox. We have like, just there's so many lessons we have that no one else in our genre has. Nobody. It's because they didn't take the risks, and they. It's funny when people say they take the risks, but I mean, listen to our record. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like it's like that's a that's what that's what I'm talking about. Risks like when you put it all out on on the line, and you're willing to to lose it just for the sole fact of learning, so we could write better music and have a different perspective and improve our music and if, if we approve our because I, I, I believe in myself and I believe in you that sounds we're going to go where we're going to go I mean so yeah. it's like if this happens we're going to come back I mean it's not like a if and or but we're not going anywhere so just, so just be able to come back and like okay if we come back we're going to help the whole genre we're going to bring this shit up and that was only possible by you know forcing yourself to be humble losing your money losing the band and fan base and then bringing it back learning and then building it stronger than what it was before like the, like my perspective and thought process now it's just like it's very uh, i guess it's like it's, it's like being a child hmm. it's just like i'm very very fresh brain now I, I don't i don't really attach my ego to things anymore at least i try try not to and yeah. it's been and it's been nothing but great dude i mean you touched upon a lot with that that was great i mean the, it's almost a rebirth every time. So right now you're you're in a process of rebirth. Uh, like every time you, mm-hmm. you 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 hit that you hit those lows, and I I'm I I totally hear what you're saying with uh, with uh, taking the risks, being willing to uh, to to fall flat on your face in front of everybody and pick yourself back up and learn from it. Um, that's that's very commendable. Um, 
in uh, in many respects, especially this art form that you guys have created. Uh, many, many kudos to you guys. I hope nothing but the best for you, Chris. Um, our, uh, single comes out 31st. Really exciting shit. Um, everyone go check out some more from Suicide Silence. Uh, guys got some tours coming up, I imagine, too, right? Yep, uh, we live uh, September 1st for some a week of headliner runs. We're going straight to New York uh, for the Lamb of God tour. So we're, it's been a while since we've done the amphitheater tour, so we're all excited to, to be Bugs. back. And yeah, we're it's fucking one, one of those crazy times, man. Like, oh shit, like it's it's building back and we're all fucking stoked and we can't wait to tour Lemon Guy and kill some gauge and and have people see us and with that big big old PA dude loud as fuck with the big subs. I'm I'm fucking stoked. Right on man. Yeah, dude, those amphitheaters hit different, right? So uh yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, man. Well, thank you very much for uh, taking the call again tonight and talking with me, man. We'll be following up. I'll text you a little bit later, and uh, uh, just have a good time, man. Thanks, Johnny. Enjoy your vacation, man. Thanks, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Talk soon, brother. It sounds good, man. Later. Yeah. See you, buddy. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny, the Thirsty Thursday edition. That was absolutely great catching up with Chris. Didn't know we were going to go down all those little rabbit holes we did, but... Uh, Hey, that's what it's all about. Uh, love getting to know Chris a little bit better. As I said, check out uh, more from Suicide Silence and the Garza podcast. We'll have a new episode for you this coming Monday. And until then, as always, cheers. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.